Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 1236 in Edmonton. Back here on Oilers Now. Brennan Ulrich, Dave Campbell with you. We are going to be joined here very shortly by Elliot Friedman. He is our Friday headliner. Brought to you by our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino. They have Bill Angvel on March 24th and Larry the Cable Guy on April 14th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And there may be some breaking news on the trade front involving the Ottawa Senators and the Pittsburgh Penguins. For more on that, we bring aboard Elliot Friedman. Elliot, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Brennan. How are you doing? Not bad. I was worried you were going to say, hold on a few minutes, I need to break this trade. I know you just tweeted out that... Uh, I sounds. Yeah, I saw the tweet, and you said uh, it looks like Broussard going to Pittsburgh. Anything else on that one? Yeah, I think there's a first-round draft pick involved uh, going to Ottawa, and I think there's some other elements there, but I think the key is the first-rounder. By the way, you should be impressed, Brennan, because I'm at the Sloan Sports Conference in Boston, and I just left a Barack Obama speech to come do this hit. So that's how important Edmonton is. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's incredible. If Stoffer was hosting, would that have changed your mind? No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have <laughs> left that to talk to him. No chance. Well, I appreciate that, Elliot. And uh, no worries. <laughs> well, uh, lots to hit on here. I guess uh, let's start with Ottawa first. Uh, I mean, Brassard going to Pittsburgh. That well, that makes Pittsburgh uh, really good, of course, uh, as they go for the three-peat. Brassard's a pretty good uh, playoff performer as well, so it's scary to think what he'll do to that team. Uh, what's next here for Ottawa? Are they anywhere uh, else closer on an Eric Carlson move? You know, I, I think that they are grinding away with Tampa Bay. Um, I think Tampa Bay has kind of been in all the key defensemen. I think they've been in on... At different points, Carlson, McDonough, and even Mike Green out of Detroit. Uh, I think that Tampa and Ottawa are talking seriously about it. I think there's a possibility it could happen. Um, you know, I think the one thing is that there's a lot of talk that Bobby Ryan go with them. I think that's really going to devalue the trade package that uh, Ottawa would get in return. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I also don't know too many teams that could really pull it off without a third team being involved. So I'm, you know, I think if it's Tampa, it's probably Carlson himself uh, and not with Ryan. But, uh, you know, if you talk to people around today, it does appear that Ottawa and Tampa are the two most likely trade partners. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of smoke uh, behind this. Uh, I guess what are the what what would you say the percentage is that this happens before the deadline? I know uh, your colleague Chris Johnson wrote an article saying the time is now for Ottawa to do this. So what are the chances that Ottawa actually does this before the deadline, or do they wait till the draft? Well, I think there's there's a let's put it this way. I think there's a good chance. Um, <laughs> look, they're talking about it seriously. There's some momentum. It's just a matter of, can they work out the deal? Like, you know, I don't think Braden Point's going anywhere. I don't think there's any chance. I would be surprised if Sergachev was included in it. So what what else can Tampa put in there that can make it work? They've got a whole bunch of prospects. You know, that's the one thing that Tampa has. But, 
you know, it's funny, like, you get differing opinions. They have a lot of good players, but their two best prospects are Point, who's not going anywhere, and Sergachev is unlikely to. So can Tampa, if they don't want to include those two, and they don't, if they can make a package where there's a bunch of other guys that they have and some draft picks and make it work, uh, I think there's a, possi- a, a decent possibility it can happen. Wow, yeah, that'd be incredible. I'm sure you guys are hoping that happens for the sake of your trade deadline show because uh, a lot of guys are already removed, and one of those players was uh, Grabner last night. Um, let's I, move. I on. wouldn't be surprised, Brandon Brown. I wouldn't be surprised if Carlson happens if it happens before Monday. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, this is just a surprise to see a superstar player like that dealt, or potentially being dealt. Uh, and I know you wrote in your uh, 31 thoughts about, uh, you know, there not be not being many untouchables in the NHL uh, in today's NHL. So it, it is interesting to follow and see what uh, how this all shakes out. Uh, yeah, you know, I think... I, I Sorry about that, Brian. I, I think what happens is that, you know, there's... Deadlines for actions. I'm a big believer in that. But I think there also comes to be a situation where teams kind of look at it like, we've got to end this story. We don't need this hanging over us. I know with the Duchesne deal and Tourist, the big one with Ottawa and Nashville and Colorado earlier this year, Colorado finally reached a point where they said, we've got to get this done. Ottawa reached a point where they said, we've got to get this done, and it gets done. Like, you look at Broussard going now, and you look at when you look at Ottawa, the way it's going there, I think they're at the point where they're like, we've got to get this done, and they're going to try to make sure they do. Let's uh, move on to the Oilers. Elliot, I know you're at a, a conference, but did you hear uh, what uh, Peter Shirelli had to say to the uh, Edmonton media earlier today? Elliot, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, okay. We lost you oh, there for I thought, a second. I thought you were. I thought you were. I thought you were going to play the clip. That's what <laughs> oh no! I you no, I was just wondering if you actually um, had a chance to listen to what he said. No, I, I didn't. But I under. I, I mean, I saw some of the quotes. I understand. He said, "Don't expect anything big, right?" Yeah, he said they aren't blowing it up. Uh, he wants to add speed. That's somewhat the objective here at the deadline. Um, preference is getting back a prospect that can play or is close to playing instead of draft picks. But they would, of course, maybe take draft picks if uh, you know the buyers don't step up and deliver what he's looking for. So, uh, having said that, you look at what Grabner went for a second um, and a prospect. How does that, I guess, affect what the Oilers are looking to get uh, potentially for Patrick Maroon here? Well, I think you're probably in the ballpark now. Like that's that's basically what you set as. That's what the Rangers and the Devils have set. So yeah, that's what you're negotiating against. Now, the one thing that can help you is, does Maroon have a lot of interest? Does somebody say that we absolutely have to get him? Um, that ch- I'm sure right now that everybody's calling Peter Cirelli and saying, look, that's the price. It's what New Jersey paid, and that's what you're getting for Patrick Maroon. And I'm sure Peter Cirelli is saying, well, that's fine. That's what they did. But we still think that it's a better fit. We still think we can get more because A, we think we've got more bidders, or B, we think he's a better player, or C, we think there's somebody who's really determined to have him. It's, it's like, like the, you kind of reset. When, when a deal gets done, it's almost like that's the end of the hand in a game of poker, and now we're on a new hand. And I'm sure he's going to say, no, we, like, we think we'd like to do it a little bit better. And I'm sure that other teams are going to say, no, that's what it is. And, you know, we'll see who's the best bluffer at the end of the day. 
Well, I know Bob said uh, prior to you coming on that uh, he thinks Maroon's more of a secondary asset for some of the teams out there. Like you, you talk about Tampa, if they're in on Carlson, they might be in on Maroon in the end. But right now, they're focused on Carlson, likely. So uh, he he said I that think was that's a t- true. Yeah, so that's a team that could be in the mix here, but they're maybe waiting. Uh, two other teams Bob mentioned maybe in on Maroon are the Jets and uh, the Bruins, although would Boston want to trade with the Oilers due to the Peter Shirelli factor? So I don't know about that, but uh, what are you hearing in terms of potential suitors for Maroon? Are those two teams in the mix? It's funny. Like, I'd heard Maroon a while ago, and then somebody said, no, Boston's not interested in the winger. And then they, they traded Vetrano yesterday, and the other thing, too, is that gives them a third-round pick that they can use in all this. So I do think Boston's in. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at the end of the day if St. Louis was there, too. Um, you know, I think it's going to depend on who strikes out on who. Like, you, like, I do think Bob is 100% right that it's going to come right down to the end on him. Um, that, um, you know, they'll look, people will look at Nash, and then all of a sudden, if you don't get Nash, okay, or if you're in on Pacioretty and Montreal decides to move, not to move them or you don't get them, okay. And then sort of like you see left over. So which teams are that? It's probably some combination of Boston, Tampa, St. Louis, um, San Jose maybe, Anaheim. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of teams who are going to be interested. They might just end up waiting to see how it all flies down and I, and I think that's kind of where they are like I think the same thing with he's a different player but Thomas Vanek in Vancouver um, I think there's interest in him but a bunch of teams might just end up waiting and saying you know what we're going to see how this all unfolds before we make you the pitch uh, well Bob also floated out some scenarios here let me ask you if Boston would uh, part with Sinition or Anders Bjork who was shut down I guess for the season so they can't use them for their playoff run but maybe they would part with someone like that in a deal I think it's more likely that they would they would potentially deal one of those two players as opposed to say like a Heinen or something like that. I don't think that's what they want to do. Like I, <laughs> I think one of Boston's problems is like they could. I think they could get Ryan McDonough if they want. I just don't think they feel that they're sure that they want to pay that price. So yes, I would say that if if Boston does make a deal with Edmonton, that's the kind of player you're talking about. Uh, any interest in Latestu, Camilleri, or anyone else uh, on the Oilers roster uh, in the leader to the deadline? I don't know about Mike. I haven't heard his name a lot, to be perfectly honest. Latestu, you know, Pittsburgh probably out now, but they've got Derek Broussard. Um, you know, I think people are always looking for centers. I think Toronto's looking for a center. Um, you know, I mean, you're not going to replace Austin Matthews, depending on what his injury is, but I do think they are looking for depth centers. I think that there is always interest in guys like Mark Letestu going into if you're a playoff team. Again, I think that's one that's going to come down to late on Monday. Before we move on from the Oilers, one more hit here. I wanted to get the exact quote from your 31 Thoughts podcast, Elliot, so I don't misquote you on this, but uh, it was about the Oilers' D. First you said, well, they should just shut down Clefbaum for the season. I think a lot of Oilers fans think so as well, although he played pretty good last night, so I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, and then you mm-hmm. also said... Could they uh, do Larson? Um, you would. You said it's a tough deal for them to do, but could they do it? Question mark. And then uh, you also said you think there's something cooking with the D prior to the deadline or maybe but at the now draft. Now I don't. After prior to the now that Shirelli said that, I'm not convinced about that anymore. I do think that they look like 
everybody talks about everybody, right? And I'm sure that they're looking in there and saying, okay, if we're going to make ourselves better, who can we trade who has value? Okay, you're not trading McDavid. I really hope they're not trading Dreisaitl unless the return is super unbelievable. I don't think you're trading Nurse, who's had uh, one of the few players who's had a really good year this year. Um, and then, like, where are you going? You're probably going to Larson and Clefbaum, right? So yeah. I was wondering, like, I, I, I have been confused a bit by the Clefbaum. I'm surprised he's still playing. You know, it's pretty obvious that he's hurting, and uh, I would shut him down to get healthy for next year. Um, but, you know, I, so I've been a little bit confused by that. But I just, to me, Brennan, sort of like by process of elimination, if you're going to trade someone who's got value, who on your roster has value that you might be willing to move? And uh, to me, it's those two guys. I mean, you could trade Nugent Hopkins. I'm really not convinced they want to do that. I think they've been really happy with the way he's played this year. And, and this is a center-driven league. And you're, you have McDavid, you have Nugent Hopkins, you have Dreisaitl and the flexibility to move Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins around your lineup, depending on where Dreisaitl plays. I think that's a plus for Edmonton. So I simply look at it and say, if you're going to trade something that's going to get you something, I think those are probably your most valuable pieces. I'm, but don't, and let, don't let anybody take this to say that I think he's doing one of the two of them. Like The Larson thing is tough because I know it's such a neutron bomb to bring up because of who he was traded for. But I'm just looking at it simply by saying, if you're going to get something valuable to help you, who are the guys you can deal? And those are the two guys I look at and say it would make sense if they wanted to do it. Yeah, I should have mentioned at the start, though, Shirelli also did say that they are looking at a couple uh, hockey-type deals, so I'd assume maybe that would be one of the D they were well, looking it, at. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I simply, like, if you're going to ask me who they are going for, who makes sense, those guys make sense. And uh, Nicholson also said on uh, your station out there in Toronto, uh, Primetime Sports, that uh, they are looking to add another D. So we'll see uh, if that goes anywhere or not. Well, Brian, I can tell you this. We know one-tenth of what's really going on in there. <laughs> like, like, as I said and wrote in my blog this week, 31 Thoughts, that the, the, na- the amount of players in this league that are really untouchable, one agent said it's less than 20. And the more I thought about it, the more I think he's right. Yeah, wow. Just quickly, which team is uh, going to do something unexpected here before Monday? You know, it's a great question because I do think there's stealth teams in there. Um, you know, Dallas has been really quiet. Big year for them. Um, and Huge win last night. Yeah, that's a team that's trending up, so we'll see what they do. Yeah, I'm curious if they say, no, we've got it, we'll tweak it. Um, I think Anaheim's an interesting one because, you know, Bob Murray likes hockey deals, and I don't think he's overly thrilled with his team right now. So, like, that's a team I could see doing something very interesting. But the other one is your is your neighbor to the south. I, I think they're kind of dissatisfied with where they are right now, even though they won last night. I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. All righty, well... <laughs> What, like, what's out there for them to do, I guess? Like, I know you mentioned Smith in the past for the Flames. Uh, is there anyone else they're, they're hard a- after right now? I don't know. Like, I, I just think they're not thrilled with their mix. Yeah. 
they haven't been happy with the way they've played. They think they feel they lack a bit of a killer instinct. Um, you're not giving up futures because they don't have really any more to give up. Like, I think that's a hockey deal, too, if it happens. Awesome stuff, Elliot. Well, should be fun uh, over the weekend in the lead-up to Monday. I'll let you get back to your uh, big conference there. Just remember, today, you are more important than former President Obama. The only time that will ever be said on the station. So thanks for that, Elliot. Appreciate it. Uh, have some fun this weekend. All right. Take care, Brennan. That's Elliot Friedman. Joins us every Friday for our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino. 12.52 in Edmonton. We'll get the full Derek Broussard deal when we come back and more on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 12.56 in Edmonton. Back here on Oilers Now. Ulrich and Campbell with you. Before we brought on Elliot there, we were discussing a trade between the Ottawa Senators and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, John Shannon now saying that trade call is complete. Broussard going to Pittsburgh. And it sounds like uh, a first going to uh, Ottawa as well as Gustafson in goal. And uh, Darren Drager just adding now that it could be Ian Cole going to Ottawa as well as part of the deal. So, there you have it. Man, oh man, Pittsburgh. All of a sudden, are they the favorites in the East again after this deal? I mean, they are back-to-back defending champs. I think a lot, of, a lot of us were saying, okay, this is the year they fall off. The wear and tear on those tires is too much. But they've been red hot down the stretch of late. They might win the Metro. Now they add Broussard, who's a proven playoff performer. Are they the favorite all of a sudden, Dave? I, I think they have to be. I, I thought Boston was before this trade was made. Now i got to say the Pittsburgh Penguins have got to be the favorite. And they do this every deadline. They, yeah. they never sit back. They're always aggressive in getting someone to add to their lineup to help take them over the top. And they're doing it again. So I, I agree with you. I mean, there's a lot of wear and tear on this team. But, man, oh, man, Derek Broussard, what an ad. And this guy is a proven playoff performer. I like him a lot. Yeah. And he's been playing pretty well the last few games with uh, Ottawa as well. Uh, you look at the last time he was in the playoffs, which was last season. He had uh, 11 points in uh, in uh, 19 games. Prior to that, you go back to the Rangers run in 14-15. He had 16 points in 19 games, 9 goals. So close to a point-per-game player. In a 78 uh, playoff games, he has 22 goals, 55 points. So pretty good numbers for Derek Broussard, who will likely slide into the third-line role there behind uh, Crosby and Malkin. Wow. And you could even move him on the wing at times in a pinch. So the pen's looking pretty good right now ahead of the deadline. All right, what will the Oilers do? We'll uh, hear from Peter Shirelli when we come back. He is a full avail from earlier today after a 1 o'clock news update with Eileen Bell.